Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day, I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day, these niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new. Good morning to everybody this Wednesday. You may be wondering why Jake isn't reading you the intro this time. It's because both of our friends slash other hosts on this podcast from down south are outlaws tipping cows or something. Uh, all jokes aside, they're in Vegas doing some shenanigans. Who knows what they're doing? But they've left me here to entertain you people for 15 minutes. Uh, when I asked them what we should talk about, they said entertain the people. Um, that's unfortunately, hopefully, what I'm going to do. Probably not. But one suggestion that did come up is that one of our friends, well, other host of this podcast, Chad, has had some recent success doing some day trades with options plays, shares, cryptocurrency, various things. Um, he had just recently traded a, a large sum, relative to us at least, of Ethereum, made a good, ab- good amount of money on this last run, and now he's decided to take that cash and make some trades with it. Uh, and I, we thought that this would be a good time for us to talk about the difference between investing and day trading, simply because you, most of you guys who are listening to financial media, podcasts, watching YouTube videos, probably see a lot more thumbnails about day trading, crazy returns within a short amount of time while intraday in the case of day trading, uh, and other things like that, and these different chart strategies and patterns and stuff like that. I'm not here to tell you guys not to day trade. I do it myself sometimes. But what I am here to say is that it needs to take a certain level of priority, we'll say, and it has a time and a place. So I'll give you guys kind of a story about when I first got into the stock market. And of course, I got in with no guidance or introduction from somebody else before I decided to watch anything. The first thing I find when I go online is stuff about day trading. I mean, that is, of course, after I went and looked up, like, what is a ticker symbol? Because I was absolutely clueless. Um, But my story is very similar to that of many people where I got caught in what's known as a pump and dump, meaning that there's some sort of stock with low volume, a lot of hype around it, a lot of hope among a certain community you'll usually find that believes in it a lot. Um, But given the low volume as far as money going into it, it's easy to manipulate and easily moves on hype. Uh, and oftentimes, say we go for an initial first run on hype, we'll come back down, and then maybe some shorts get squeezed out, or there's another small piece of news months later, we'll bump up, back up, the hopium, as I like to call it, and many other people online call it, builds back up, but we never truly reach those same levels that we were at before. And so for me, the first ticker I ever traded, some of you might be familiar with this, is GNUS. Now, me being the oblivious, ignorant, balloon-head bozo that I was, I paid $20 a month to join some chat. And I'll talk about the chat in a second, but it was a great chat. It was, uh, I think it was on GroupMe. It wasn't a Discord chat. And there was the admin, who, very successful trader, he placed a watch list every day. And I saw Genius. And then I looked up stuff about it, not understanding anything about anything. I was like, oh, this company's going to have this partnership with this potentially, this, this, and this potentially. Uh, and, and I had high hopes for it. And I took out, at the time, I think $2,000, which for me was a lot at that time and still is a lot, just to be clear. And I placed it all in Genius. And of course, by the time I had done it, it was after all the hype. And as I mentioned before, I had lost 
a substantial amount of money. I think about 50% before I kind of started to learn more. My senses kicked in and I said, oh, I, I need to sell out of this. My money's not active here. Um, but the moral of the story is day trading is what we all go online and see everyone do, get recommended to us, on Instagram feeds, YouTubers. Uh, but what I like to compare it to is how a lot of people treat cryptocurrency now. The reason you see all this media on day trading and stuff is actually just because that's what gets the most clicks. Um, oftentimes, the thing you should be doing is not what people want to read about because it's not exciting. Who wants to read? Hey, guys, I just bought more S&P 500 today. Let me post a video about it. Uh, nobody does. So oftentimes, you'll see YouTubers and stuff. But the reason I compare it to cryptocurrency is because I do agree that it has a place if you're able to manage your risk on various levels. The first being that only a certain percent of your account is even allowed to be day traded. So for myself, I have about 15% of my account that I keep in cash, basically. And that's money that I allow to be day traded. And when I say day traded and it's kept in cash, it's kept in cash because I've learned over time to manage my risk intraday. Uh, the whole point of a day trade is for the time horizon to be within from market open or pre-market open to market close or after market close, which both of those other ends are pretty uncommon to be trading and also very dangerous. Don't recommend it for anybody that doesn't have the proper experience. Um, and yeah, you learn that if a trade doesn't go right within your time horizon, you should cut your losses. And this doesn't just apply to day trading, this applies to swing trading. This applies even to long-term investments that you plan to hold over a year. If they're not performing after a certain amount of time, at some point you're going to have to cut your losses. Um, but another reason I compared it to cryptocurrency was because a lot of these YouTubers that you see always posting about crypto this, crypto that, this altcoin, this, 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 that, blah, 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 blah. I know I sound like an old man. Um, even when it comes to Bitcoin and Ethereum, these YouTubers post about it a lot because that's what's trending. That's what's hot. So it gets some ad revenue. It gets some clicks on YouTube, gets their subscribers up, views, et cetera, et cetera. But they're very transparent if you actually watch these videos that majority of the time, I'd say 5 to 12 to 15% of their portfolio is in these cryptocurrencies max. Um, and the reason they do that is because they understand the volatility of it. And one thing I will say is kind of random. Um, the more experience you have in investing, the more you realize that the stock market isn't about making money. It's about how can I not lose money, one, and two, how can I get the best risk-adjusted return? And that's the real reason you hear everyone bringing up the S&P 500 that everyone thinks is a boomer and stuff because over the course of history, the S&P 500 has averaged the best risk-adjusted return possible. And basically what that means is this. It's understanding that there's two sides to every trade. Most people, especially day traders, tend to focus on the, the high reward potential. But literally, just to sound like, not to sound like your physics teacher, but everything has an equal and opposite reaction. So those day trades that you could make potentially 100, 200, 300 plus percent on, you could also lose all your money. In. Um, go by the S&P 500, for example, or any index fund for that matter that tracks the overall market or something, you're not gonna have that as even a possibility. Um, we'll never see the S&P 500 go to zero, barring World War III and all of the people around the world decide to launch the nukes everywhere. But long story short, the point of saying all of that was, is I'm not discouraging anyone from day trading. Uh, in some cases, it's even fun. People enjoy it, it gets you, it, it's almost like gambling. 
it, it gets you going a little bit. It's exciting. You watch the little candlesticks go boop, 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 like up and down all day. And you're like, oh, is now a good time? Is now a good time? And of course, there's various ways to get a better entry, but I'm not going to go into all of that. The point is that you need to limit the amount that you do it and make sure that if you are day trading, especially at a young age, um, make sure you are having some sound investments that are going to guarantee you, well, not guarantee, but set your future self up with the best opportunity to actually achieve a return. Because these younger years, if you're fortunate enough to have touched the stock market or investing in any way at around 18, 19, 20, 21, anything under 25, really, these few years can change the course of your compounded returns over the course of your life and once you reach retirement. Um, I think I showed this example to one of my friends that I don't, I don't know the exact numbers, but I showed them that if you had just started your Roth and maxed it out every year um, from 18 instead of 20, what they are now, the, the difference was hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I think what a lot of people need to consider is that when you forego the sound way of investing, I understand that you're young and you still have a lot of time ahead of you, but these initial years, you're never going to get back. And in the end, time in the market is your friend. So what I recommend to everybody is limiting the amount that they trade with and to focus on accumulation in companies and index funds that you really believe in. And to be honest, for the majority of people, I'd not even recommend touching individual stocks um, unless you're doing research and know what you're doing. But yeah, I don't want to sound like a boomer, but take it from somebody who's day traded a ton, lost a lot of money at first, fortunately makes some money now. But it's honestly something that I do more for fun than I even consider in the same realm as my investments. Um, yeah, aside from that, we had some cool things going on in the market today because since I'm here by myself, I can do this. I don't know if I'm sure a lot of you guys saw Roblox after earnings shoot up about 40%. Tesla puts, if you had them today, would have printed. Uh, personally, I'm keeping my eye on PayPal. We just got a downgrade from some analysts and a bunch of other stuff. And then, of course, the QQQ is sitting at that level where we're looking at like we're about to take at least a tiny little slide downwards and get some overall correction in tech. Um, but who knows? Nobody cares about any of this, so I will leave all of you here. And Jake, Chad, I hope you're enjoying this. hope you enjoyed watching this. Have fun in Vegas. Don't tip too many cows. Thank you all for listening to my quick spiel. This has been episode, I have no clue of the Capital Gains podcast. Have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. And on behalf of Chad, Jake, and myself, we will see you next time. Fuck what they talk out. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day. I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day. These niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new.